The bobblehead is back again this week. He returns. <laughs> Walter White. We were just talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin before we hit record, and then I. What? <laughs> Let me tell you something, boy. I got that crystal meth. <laughs> I did. I miss Stone Cold, dude. Those were the days back in the 90s, uh, early 2000s, man. You remember when he was an actor on that show, Nash Bridges? Did you ever see that? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. I was oh, just thinking, what? I don't remember, to be honest with you. I was just a kid. Probably not. But he was in The Longest Yard, and he wasn't bad in that. And he was in uh, The Replacements. Replacements? Expendables, maybe. I don't know. I think you're right. Well, he's not Dwayne Johnson. Uh, No, no. (laughs) How great would it have been if he had played Walter White? Can you imagine Stone Cold Steve? Yeah, I got cancer. I'm going to sell math. Uh, and he would just imagine he would just start stunning everyone for no reason. <laughs> Are you gonna come sell meth on my block, boy? Well, I say, ah, ah. He would have been the greatest Heisenberg. <laughs> I would have watched Breaking Bad. I never have seen that show. Bad really? So I got to episode three before I tapped out. Uh, but you need to try it again, man, because it's a great show. Yeah, I get that a lot. I'm not going to try it again, but uh, speaking of going back into the past and things, uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking about growing up in Mississippi primarily. Uh, what, uh, you know, a lot of things can be said about a person. After last week's uh, storage locker story and everything and making Rick infamous, let's find out what made Rick uh, tick as he does, like what, what, what led to all of this? Well, we can find that out by talking about the developmental years. They say, if you know, you, uh, go through a shitty experience in high school, you're going to have a crazy life. Right. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, well, shitty experience. That definitely describes my high school. <laughs> hey, honestly, that's, that describes life in Mississippi. Honestly, like, well, in North Mississippi, that's a shitty experience, man. Uh, I'm, I tend to agree sometimes. I sure wouldn't come back. Oh yeah, but. dude. If you leave, you never come back to this place, dude. It's just, uh, it's just this giant, racist, incest pool of just horrible people. It's just Mississippi sucks, dude. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's good people that are that are down there that I feel like if if if, if there was like I could probably cherry pick. 10 to 15 people out of the state and bring them up here where I'm at. And then I'd never go back again. Oh yeah. But, um, let's talk about that. Now, Rick, you were born in the same place as the, the greatest rock and roll legend of all time. And they won't let you forget it. Oh, that was Preston, bro. (laughs) And, uh, how does it feel just knowing that, you know, you share a birthplace with the King well, uh, I guess it's all right. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, obviously, I really care for this place either. What do you claim, Memphis? Well, yeah, honestly, he came, he Memphis left. is a lot worse. Like, Memphis is worse to me, but Memphis does a lot more crap there too, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, at least you got stuff to do in Memphis. Like, but people are more open minded to- in Memphis too. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's because there's they're more diverse, and I've said this about the South a lot in the past in previous podcasts and things. But I think a lot of what it is is uh, 
the percent. I think there's 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 definitely racism there, but I don't think it's necessarily always. Sometimes it is a choice, but I don't think sometimes people just don't know better, and it's because they've never left this corner of this small town. Like some people grow up, the people, especially the more vocal people, they never went to college. But you see, the people that go to college aren't like that. No. Because they've been pulled out of the bubble and and put into the real fucking world. And then they say, hey, all this shit that I was told. Because I used to be like that. I've said it before on the, on, on the, on the, uh, on the show. I mean, I'm ashamed of it, but that's, that's, that's the truth. But... I mean, I used to be just like the rest of them, and then I, you know, I got pulled out, and uh, when I went to college, you know, things changed, and even coming up here. Uh, uh, well, you know what changed me though, like, because uh, you know, you if you grow up in a place all your life, you know what I mean. Obviously, you know, you're going to be uh, used to what's around you all the time. But yeah. uh, so I guess it was like in the early 2000s, man, when I went to uh, Jersey. Uh, you know, I would drive to Jersey to go see, uh, you know, just this four rock shows or whatever, you know, like Misfits type bands. Okay. Um, and then, you know, when I was out there in these bars, just hanging out, uh, talking to just different people from different walks of life, man, I just realized, you know, like, wow, man, Mississippi is just like, people are so close-minded here, man. They're just so full of yeah. hate. And just, uh, it, it, that was like the eye-opener for me, man. So when I came back here, you know what I mean? Like, if you saw like a, uh, so like when me and my wife started dating, for example, uh, we were out hanging out, and there was this guy that I knew. His name was Jeremy. Uh, he was a he was a homosexual, uh, but he looked just like Prince. You know, he dressed like Prince, and so you know, like he was a funny guy, man. But uh, so the I saw a group of people that I knew, and they were all over there just making fun of this guy, laughing at him. You know, thinking it's just thinking it's cool to make fun of someone for being gay. You know. Uh, so immediately after that, you know, like I was, I was furious, dude. And whenever I get mad like that, dude, I get like fighting mad. So, but instead, I just, I just went up to this guy, man. I just said, "What's up?" Gave him a hug, and I went back to the guys making fun of him. You know what I mean? It just kind of, yeah. You know, so that's not cool. You know what I mean? Just, uh, I don't know. He just that's that's the problem, here, man. A lot of people they judge if you're not like this uh, gun toting, you know. Uh, confederate flag flying guy you know what i mean then you know what i mean you're just uh you're going to be hated here you know what i mean like yeah you've got to fit into their what they think everybody should act like and if you are a little bit different uh you're going to get called everything under the sun words i refuse to even say on the show but um so when you went to high school is where we're really going to start diving in. Is there anything, what is one of the earliest uh, experiences you had with uh, prior to this? Like, can you think of anything that happened earlier than that? I know when I try to, I can really fucking can't. I barely remember high school, but uh, uh, my yeah. experience was a little more boring than yours was, it turns out. Well, let's just say, man, like, my school, my schooling, okay, so me growing up, I was a very shy individual dude i didn't talk to people i kept to myself kind of the way i am now these days you know what i mean like until i do this show but like no but like it was really like yeah i just kept to myself i didn't really try to fit in with any of these cliques or anything like that and it 
you know, I didn't care about these jocks. I didn't, you know, so all I cared about as a kid, dude, and this is no lie, all I cared about was music. That's all I studied. That's all I just, that was just, that was my thing, man. I just loved it. Uh, classic rock. So uh, in 96, 1996, uh, Kiss was coming to play Tupelo. And uh, it was my first concert ever. I was like nine or 10. My parents got me uh, tickets for my birthday. And I believe it was like September 13th, 1996. Well, uh, I was uh, going to Pontotoc School just for a half a year. Uh, I was I was, a half, I was there for half a year, but that teacher dude was she her husband was a was a preacher, and I remember she would call my parents in and she would uh, she hated my shirts she hated my kiss shirts she was offended and she was, she would refer to my Satanist. That uh, I should be wearing uh, shirts like this around other uh, other children because it just gives off the wrong uh, gives off the wrong message, you know. And well, uh, I just never understood why anybody that's ever listened to Kiss, like like these people that say like you get that a lot even today in the South. The Kiss is a bunch of devil worshippers, and if you've ever listened to Kiss, like I don't see how you draw that conclusion. I really don't see how you draw that conclusion looking at Kiss because at their fucking core they're singing dancing clowns. I mean, well, that's what they are. I mean, I, I, am I wrong? At the end of the day, when you take off all the layers and you strip it down to just exactly what it is, you're watching a fucking clown show. At the end of the day, that's what it is. It's, it's a like great a, clown show. It's like a heavy metal circus. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. With clowns. They're fucking yeah. clowns, man. Like, I love them, don't get me wrong. But, you know, at the end of the day, at the core of what they're doing, it's clownery. <laughs> well, and you know what? The appeal, uh, I guess the appeal uh, to Kiss was just like, uh, they were like real life uh, comic book characters. You know what I mean? Like, because as a kid, man, I used to love comics. Uh, and it was like before like the internet was this big thing, before you had all these digital uh digital books and all that man like I, I literally used to just watch, read comics man and just and i remember uh kiss was just like i mean they were they were awesome man because they just they they looked the part and the music was pretty good too man and uh the show was awesome but like but you know for some reason everybody in mississippi uh i was a they targeted me uh when i wear these shirts and it would be stuff like you know like uh people will buy kiss sucks Thank you for your opinion. I appreciate it. I'm going to go about my day. So, uh, you know, it just always uh, blew my mind, man. Why would why would so many people just uh, just come up to me just to tell me my shirt sucks? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, thank you. <laughs> appreciate the compliment. But, you know, that's the way it always was, man. And it, uh, But that was like the high school to me, man. It's just... I can honestly say that I have no good memories of high school. No, all the good stuff happened happened outside school. Uh, oh yeah, I'm the same but, way. You know, it was just uh, I guess it's like whenever I got out of school, that's when like I just, I, I my personality every day just changed for me then. But you know, like, but I remember like uh, there's a few going, incidents though that I want to cover in high school that I think you'll enjoy talking about. Bring it up. Let's hear it. Uh, the first one I want to ask about is the fight. The one that happened on the school bus. Yeah, dude. Uh, so I don't even know how old I was then, but I was like in middle school. Um, 
Okay, so this was middle school. Yeah, I think it was. Dude, I don't. It's been so long ago, dude. It could have been like. <laughs> it definitely wasn't high school because I was a. I was definitely in like. A, I think I was around sixth grade, maybe. Um, well, so we were on the school bus, and uh, my brother was a. My brother was he, my younger brother was sitting there, and this there was this guy, man. He was just for some reason he was just fucking with him for some reason, and just like kind of like grabbing his neck. Uh, you know, just kind of being a. You know, just your typical uh, school bus bully. You know what I mean? So your brother would have been in what fourth, fifth grade, or yeah, somewhere around that. You know, like and this guy was like a, I believe this guy was like a, a good bit older than him. He was a bigger, he was a bigger guy. You know, me and my brother were smaller at the time. So uh, yeah, because this guy was one grade ahead of me, so he would have been about two grades ahead of my brother. But yeah, dude, he was just really just trying to go after him, just messing with him. And I told him to, I told him to chill out, back up, man, and. uh so the, for some reason, the guy got up and just swung at me, dude. At that point, you know, like I, uh, I immediately got up. Then I just, because he had these glasses on, dude. And I just started like pounding his flat, just hitting him, dude, <laughs> as hard as I possibly could. He had a glass stuck in his face, dude. Oh, but um, yeah, like so, I just started like just jumping on this dude. It was uh, it just because I mean, this dude's like twice my size, so you know, like I had to just strike hard first you know so yeah i mean it was so, a bully you're putting a bully in his place so, <laughs> so immediately when i'm on this guy just like hitting him dude uh immediately after that um i just feel like a ton of uh a ton of like uh hits on the back of my head you know what i mean just like a ton of like uh, swings hitting and all that stuff coming um i did uh realize like you know that all of his all of his friends were just jumping me from behind you know um Next thing I know, uh, the bus pulled over. Uh, I'm being pulled out, and uh, the cops come, and then I got taken. I, I got taken away in this cop car, and I got brought home. So I remember my parents; they were just kind of like, "What the hell is this? Why are you getting brought home with the cop car?" <laughs> did AJ come with you, or did they leave him on the bus? Uh, I believe I believe they brought him with me because uh, yeah, they're not gonna leave him on the bus to be a. I don't think it'll leave him on the bus to be attacked like that, but yeah, it was a. Uh, it had to be little because AJ can fight now. Yeah, AJ was real young man. He was real little. He was, I think, he might have still been in kind of. I think he might have still been in like elementary school at the time. But you know, like so when I after all this, man, I get, I end up getting in trouble. I get, I, get, I believe I got suspended for it. Uh, so you know, that was one incident, dude, that I had happen to me. Well, what did the, the cops say when they got there? Uh, they were trying to figure out what happened, and then whenever I explained, uh, you know, how this situation happened and all that, and then uh, and then he could kind of see, you know, that uh, it was obviously, you know, like it was just a group of there was a group of boys on the bus, you know, what I mean, that were just kind of uh, that were all involved in the fight, and he knew the cop kind of felt that it wouldn't be a good idea for me and my brother to return to that bus uh, until, until it got situated, you know? So, Did your parents move around a lot back then? Uh, we, we moved from, uh, you know, we did move until we found like a, uh, we moved around a little bit until we found like a suitable school, you know? But uh, it was just, <clears throat> I don't know, man, just growing up to being like, a, I don't know, just having to, having to kind of, Long hair being it to rock music and all that, dude. It was just very, that's very much frowned upon, dude. Like, yeah. 
I took shit from like my teachers, like nearly every student, dude. So. Well, the rock and roll thing, the rock and roll is the devil thing that was going on um, in the 80s and the rest of the world. Just to give everybody a, a kind of um, insight into what, <laughs> into what, uh, what it's like. And about, I'd say, 86, 85, the rest of the world got on this big rock and roll of Satan kick and all this. And uh, they believed that devil worshipers were really a thing and uh what a cults that was a cult the occult was a real thing and all that other bullshit well that by the 90s the rest of the world had figured out this is all a bunch of horse shit uh except mississippi oh yeah mississippi and... dude they were i mean they they still believe i mean a lot of people to this day still believe uh in that crap around here dude and here's another thing about Mississippi, dude. Like, it's like almost like you don't have the freedom of religion here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, people hate you if you believe in anything differently at all. You know what I mean? They force Jesus down your throat here, dude. Like, it is like, I mean, it's bad here, dude. Like, if you believe in anything differently whatsoever at all, it's frowned upon, man. It's you know, like, I, I mean, like, well, you're a religion. You're, I mean, we don't really. Yeah, you're not like overly crazy about it, but you're a religious person, and nobody, and you don't go and fucking do this shit. Like you don't go mistreat people that don't. Oh, well, I'm a uh, yeah. I would say that I, uh, you know, like I, I won't go into my full details of what uh, my religion beliefs are, you know, but I do believe, you know, just Christ and all that, you know. But the thing is, is like uh, when I see people trying to force it on someone, you know. I, just, I hate that dude. Like I cannot stand it. I can't. yeah. Like uh, if I'm like at the store, dude. Like this this guy comes up to me telling me, "Oh, the Lord, uh, uh, the Lord spoke to me and told me that I needed to invite you to my church." And then I and I would tell him, "Well, tell him no, thank you," and I would walk <laughs> away. <laughs> well, like, I've 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 been there also, where you um, your uh. I've been in the situation where I think it was, uh, you, you know, my buddy Reese, you're going to be riding in a car with him for a really long time in a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> I cannot wait either. <laughs> <laughs> um, he and I were in a McDonald's and not even in Mississippi in fucking Red Bay, Alabama. And, uh, but you remember, well, I don't know if I knew you when I had long hair or not. I don't remember if we were hanging yeah. out then. I used to have really long, thick hair. Uh, but the, uh, we were at McDonald's and we're standing in line waiting to eat. And this dude comes up and he starts preaching a sermon to us. Like, right there. And, uh, one thing led to another and he was definitely put in his place. I'm not going to tell that story because I don't know how comfortable Reese would be with, with, with all of those details coming out, but he definitely got put in his place because, uh, first off, Reese is a religious person. He's, a, yeah. uh, he's, he, he, he definitely, I mean, he's not like overbearing with it, but, 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 but he's definitely a religious person. He considers himself a religious person also. And, um, uh, he'd just been to church that week. Now, I hadn't been in like three years at that point, but like, 
like, I mean, he'd just been like, so this guy's over here talking to us like we've never heard of church before. And, and it doesn't, I don't know what people think. And I, I know, well, actually, I know what they're doing. They're trying to appeal to the people that are at the table watching them. They're trying to put on a show for their friends. But really what they're doing is driving people away. And yeah, that, that really, yeah, that really is. The, that's really the situation here, man. When you force a religion up on someone or you keep preaching it to them, you know what I mean? I mean, dude, honestly, I want to run as far away as I can. Do. I don't want to hear about it. Uh, I mean, that's something that should be, uh, I felt like that needs to be practiced privately or done privately in your home or whatnot. You know what I mean? I don't feel like people should force it on you. You know what I mean? And that's the problem in the South. It's just it's forced on you so much to the point where it's like, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to go. Uh, I don't want to be around these fake ass people. Yeah. Uh, and that is that's uh, essentially that's all that is around here, man. Just uh, the way Mississippi believes you go out, you get drunk, you can beat your wife on a Saturday night. Come Sunday morning, <laughs> you come to church, you can repent, and all sins are forgiven. You're going to go to heaven. And you have nothing to worry about. But come Monday, let's get drunk again. Let's go out. Let's go party. Let's do. Yeah. Let's do all this uh, sinful stuff because on Sundays we will, it will our our sins be wiped clean. I do want to say for those of you out there listening and want to seek atonement uh, prior to passing away, most people die Monday through Saturday. A vast majority. That's a much higher percentage of people that die on. Monday through Saturday than there is on a Sunday. Are you reading this on the internet or something? <laughs> no, it's just common fucking sense. I'm just helping people. I'm trying to put together some, some knowledge using my skill of math that I acquired in like the fourth grade. To See, I, I, I graduated fourth grade. I don't have to take shit from anybody. I... <laughs> Well, as I, as most of Mississippi right there, bro. <laughs> that's, that's the IQ around here. Bro. <laughs> uh, but the um, there's a couple other things because there's one that I want to end the the I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to end the there's one I'm building up to and I don't think I'm telling a lot of these in order. But you I, I want to talk about you've always been you've always been able to hustle up money. I don't know any nice way to say it. But you're a motherfucker that knows how to turn money. And that's just it. Like, Rick's <laughs> always been a hustler. He knows how to turn money. He don't rip nobody off. He don't steal it or any fucking thing. He just knows how to make some money turn into more money. And the reason I bring that up is because I know of one story that your dad told me a long time ago that I'm going to ask you about now. And oh. you had to because... because even he was like the little fucker so good at turning money like <laughs> and uh so i want to know the story of what happened when you had done something and pissed off your dad you got grounded uh from the computer and so you went to the store bought a new computer <laughs> <laughs> immediately like you were like okay so you just went and bought a new computer and this was back in the 90s when computers were stupid fucking expensive like compared to today yeah i, I believe what uh what happened was i believe it was around right at 2001 is what uh, around the time was um i was uh shoot how old was uh 
No, no, it was like 2001. Like, no, that was late 90s, late 90s, my bad. It was late 90s, uh, probably about 98 or so. Uh, and I ended up, uh, so my brother was real big into uh, watching uh, this cartoon show called Dragon Ball Z. Woo! And shout out. So, uh, never so missed an episode. Yeah, so like in America, <laughs> okay, so I wasn't, I didn't really watch a lot of it, you know, like I kind of, when he watched it or whatever, I'll. You know, if there's nothing on, you know, I'll sit with him and watch it. But so uh, in America, we were only they're releasing a little bit, a few episodes at a time. But in Japan, everything's already been, it's been done with or whatever. So well, what we ended up doing was we'd order all the episodes from Japan on eBay. And then we'd get a tape full of just, you know, like the whole series. What I would do is I would take them. I had this VHS copy. I would take a copy of VHS. I was go to school. I'll be like, hey, bro, got the new Dragon Ball Z, you know, like uh, two years before huh. you see it in America, you know? Dude, I was nice. I would, co- I would come home, dude, and then that I would just save up all that money. I was just, you know, straight up just like making copies and bootlegging this stuff as a kid, dude. Like, I was, that was the hustle, dude. Like, so I would like have like hundreds and hundreds of dollars saved up, you know, for being a kid. And then, so whenever I lost, uh, whenever the, I lost this computer, uh, I forgot what I did, man. It's probably something stupid. You know? <laughs> I got into a lot of trouble when I was a kid. But uh, it just blurs together. Yeah, uh, you know. So I remember it got taken away, and then uh, and I was working on some kind of project. So then I was like, "Well, I want to go buy me a computer real quick." So I took my savings and went out and just got (laughs) one. Your dad was like, "I couldn't even ground the fucker. He just went and bought another one." (laughs) I mean, dude, it's just the way I always am. I always just figured out a way to like uh, hustle, man. Like. But, um, you know, but like, so I was, I was thinking back, uh, way school ended for me, bro, was, uh, all right, so what's the biggest, what's the most trouble you ever gotten into at school? Me? Um, what was the worst thing you've ever done at school? Oh, man. I, I never physically did much. Like, I didn't get in many fights. I didn't get in my first fight till I was in my twenties, but uh, wow. I, I mean, well, there were I, I, nothing I would consider a fight. Like I don't consider throwing one punch. Like some guy hits me one time and then I slug him back, and then the teachers come break us up. That's not a fucking fight. Yeah. Like like a fight ain't nobody around to break it up, or, and the people that are around ain't gonna. Like you're gonna, you know, a knockdown drag out. So, I mean, there were a few scraps like that, but uh, probably, oh, God, I don't remember. I'd have to think about it, to be honest with you, but probably uh, the millions of times I told the principal or the teachers to fuck off or um, I, 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 I I was verbally abusive. Like, I wouldn't take their shit and just absorb it without throwing it back at them. So I stayed suspended for uh, four years worth of high school. I was suspended most of the time. My senior year, I just didn't even go. And uh, nobody missed me till like, by the time they actually called the truancy officer on me, I had like two weeks of school left. So I showed up, did my two weeks, and then fucking never went the fuck back. <laughs> well, you're talking, but, about, you're talking about absorbing shit. It sounds like the uh, it sounds like the concept to the Human Centipede movie. <laughs> of course, you got to bring that fucking movie up. Uh. That just was, well, 
so my my biggest trouble that I got into a school dude was uh, ultimately left uh, got me kicked out of school, man. Like so. All right, so we go back bombs because that's what I'm. Before we close, I want to get to the stink bombs. Yes, that's the stink bombs. Okay. Yeah, so if you go back to uh, 2001, uh, you know we had the worst attack on uh, in our country. You know, it's 9/11. All right, Mm. I was going to Saltillo School at the time. I was it was high school. So after all that happened, you know things kind of died down. You know uh, things were yeah somewhat kind of back to normal. Well. I think um, I ended up finding these little glass capsules, and they were selling them at like fireworks stands, but they were uh, they were stink bombs. And then I would order some online on eBay too. But these things were god awful, dude. I mean, you would have to like you would have to stomp on it to break it. You know, it's not something you just break with your hands or crush with your fingers. You know, you have to like stomp on it, and uh, and then that smell, dude, is just rotten eggs. Yeah. So it, I was about to say, I know that smell. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was uh, I was in ninth grade and I was in like a, I believe I was in like a math class or something. And uh, so I was sitting there and then I would wrap it up in a piece of paper because they like, I didn't pay attention to school at all. I didn't pay attention. It didn't, it didn't hold my interest. It was like just straight miserable for me. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to find, find something to do. I was trying to find a way just to get out, you know, and, uh, and keep in mind too, I was not in the school district uh, for Satillo. I was one street over. So we used our friend's address, to, and that's what allowed us to get into that school, you know? So oh, okay. uh, nice. so I wrapped the stink bomb up in a piece of paper, and I told the guy sitting in front of me, I'm like, hey, bro, we take this paper and throw it in the trash. It's going to be really funny. Trust me. So I crushed it, and I handed him the paper. He went to go throw it in the trash. Well, the kid sitting next to the trash, he was like, he was like dude, you just fart? You know, and then dude literally threw up. I started throwing up in the trash because he was sitting right beside the trash. <laughs> and then and then next thing you hear everybody's just like, Ugh, this is nasty. And then they had to evacuate the whole classroom. And I'm over there like <laughs> I'm like it's turning so red and like I'm like laughing so hard that I have tears coming out of my eyes. Then it's obvious, all right, this dude has something to do with it. <laughs> so they, they evacuated. So you ain't never been good about hiding when you had something to do with it. No, because they all started laughing. At, like I was pretty proud. That was a proud moment in my life, right there. I would say. So, so they evacuated that classroom, and then they evacuated the classroom across the hall from us. We all had to go outside, and there were, next thing I know, me and the other guy that threw the thing away, we got sent to the office. So we're in this office, and the principal sent her like. Uh, he was mad about it. why don't you do it and all that. And uh, I was kind of a, I, 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 this is when I was starting, to, I was kind of a smart ass to the guy. Um, you know, we were talking about Stone Cold earlier, and this is the time I was really big into watching uh, the Attitude Era wrestling and all that. And Stone Cold had this gimmick where he's like, what, what, on everything he said. So anytime like this principal was getting on to me or talking to me, what, that's all I did to the guy, man. So, um, so I guess uh-huh. to uh, in school suspension. Well, you know, it's kind of where I wanted to be anyway, you know. Uh, so I mean, ISS wasn't that bad. Like they talk about it, like oh, there's Kate. The, 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 the way they the way they talk about it when you've never been is like oh, there's like bars on the windows and there's a jail that you sit in between you and the teacher and like all this shit that I've always heard about in school suspension. And then when I actually went. They figured out real quick that wasn't a place to send me because I was I was happy. Well, well, I was an ISS dude, and then like 
Why is, dude, I gave no fucks in the world about anything, dude. I'm just sitting there. Um, so I take my, uh, I take this like a, uh, my pen or whatever. And I start carving like band names into the desk. <laughs> and the old, the teacher was like 80 years old, dude. His name was like Mr. Clyde, I think. He would come <laughs> over there, look at it. What the hell is this? You know, like, and then my ISS, it went from one week to two weeks after that. I'm like, okay, let's see what, let's see what I can do with this. So it's lunchtime. It's all in the same day still, okay? Okay. So, so word got around about the stink bomb, and uh, they started coming up. So these uh, other guys coming to me. Uh, I was sitting at this ISS table, and uh, they were asking if I had any more. I'm like, yeah, here, break it over here. You know, they broke it in the middle of the lunchroom. They didn't even think to shake you down and take away the rest of the thing. Or they thought what they came one to a pat. Yeah, so they came. Uh, so I broke. So another one broke in the lunchroom. Uh, this principal dude was hot. He was so furious at this point, dude. Like he, was, <laughs> so he was like, get, "Go get your stuff. I'm driving you home personally." And I'm thinking, like, "Oh crap! Uh, the address they have for me is not the right address because I live in the Tupelo School District, not the Satilla School District." So I'm like, "All right, I'll be down in a minute." And then uh, I never came down. I never came back down or anything. I just stayed in the classroom. And then he comes to the classroom to try to get me. And then he says that, uh, "Well." You know, you don't live in the school district. Uh, he put me in his office. I mean, don't, I don't live in the school district. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Dude, that was my last day I ever got to go to that school. Like, I got shit right back to Tupelo School the next day. But what's funny was uh, the nickname that I got at that school was a stink bomb terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just something I've always done, dude. Like, I've, I've had these stink bombs. Uh, I'll take them out to, like, just where I, a very crowded place and just start breaking them, you know? Uh, yeah. Me and you, we did that together up at. Uh... <laughs> I was gonna tell it, but yeah, okay. <laughs> oh man, what was that? That was uh, Fred's or Family yes. Dollar or Dollar it was, Tree. It was somewhere such a lot. It was. It was either I. I want to say Fred's, but it could have been like a Dollar General or something. Yeah, some store like that. Uh, Rick's wife, Mrs. Dunsford sent us to get some fingernail polish remover and neither one of us knew what the fuck we were buying so we go and we buy what we think she's asking for and in the checkout line rick hands me a stink bomb and oh man i had this moment like this little moment where you know you've got the devil on your shoulder and the angel on your shoulder I didn't really give them time to argue. I was like, fuck it. So I flicked it. And when I flicked it, and it slid. It hit the ground and slid. And when it slid, it slid up under a vending machine, under a Coke machine. And then it broke when it hit the wall. And I thought, okay, I don't think it broke. And Rick's like, oh, yeah, it broke. Come on, let's get in line. So then we got in line. While the guy's checking us out, we start to smell this awful... It wasn't really all that bad, but it was like somebody farted in line. And, of course, I'm standing there looking at Rick like, oh, what'd you do? You know? <laughs> and so we get back to the house, and Ashley's like, this is the wrong thing. Oh, man. And we had to go. We were about to have to go back and, uh, and uh, get a different one. She's like, that's okay. I'll go get it. And we're both like, okay, good. Because <laughs> we bailed out of there and didn't want to go back. Ashley goes back in. Now, this is about 15 minutes later. And uh, I think you and me were probably drinking at the time. <laughs> Sounds about right. And she goes, what did y'all do? 
<laughs> and we were like, what do you mean? She, she knew. <laughs> she goes, everybody in the whole store was out, standing outside in the parking lot. And then I went in and it was just this horrible smell. And apparently it had had time to mustard out or whatever it needs to do. But, uh, yeah, and then she comes in, and her first, it was, what did y'all do? Like, she knew. <laughs> we didn't tell her about the steak bomb or anything. She fucking knew, though. Hey, you know what I was thinking, though? Like, so let's say we got to a concert. We're wanting to get in our, against the rail, dude. I think we should just bring some damn stink bombs. And if someone's in front of us, just crack it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, if we need buy, you know, like, dude, <laughs> this will clear out anywhere. You know what I mean? That's... That might be a good idea. Well, I've been thinking about it, man. Like, you know, you have, like, some people in front of you, you know what I mean? Like, just break that stink bomb, dude, and just be like, oh, boy, I just let one rip. Oh, what the hell is this? You know, like, just, <laughs> I like you just well, what you do is you, you get in the pit, you just drop it on the ground like you're taking something out of your pocket, like you're while you're taking your phone or something out of the pocket, and then it probably won't break immediately when it hits the ground, but with enough people walking around, somebody will step on it, and you just let nature take its course. And then you don't have the stink on your shoes or anything. <laughs> and... Dude, yeah, it would have to be like an indoor venue. Like, we should go see Guns N' Roses like at an indoor stadium or something. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a stink bomb on the stage. <laughs> no, just break it, no, just break it in the front, dude, because it's going to have like a big, wide span, dude. It's going to be like... Everybody's gonna smell that dude. Everybody's you see, smell. you see Axel when he comes busting out of the smoke. <laughs> and so, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> that would be epic, though. Yeah, I was thinking about doing that for like a Sum Forty One show too. Like uh, the last one I went to, I was thinking about just bringing it in the front so I can, uh, just in case anybody was in front of me, so I can just kind of be up there by myself. <laughs> but I didn't have to do it that one. But yeah, dude, that was a, that would be hilarious right there, dude, like to break that at a show. I would just like to see the reactions to it. Is the stink bomb situation the reason that you ended up, uh, is that, was that the last of the, uh, is the, 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 was that the permanent, was that the one that made the getting suspended stick this time? Cause I know that you said you, uh, you, uh, walked out or you, uh, dropped I mean, out yeah. early. Yeah, so like, all right, so I had to go back to Tupelo school, okay? And uh, I hated it. I'm like, man, this sucks. I don't want to be back in this place because Tupelo is like the worst school. This is the worst of the worst, man. It was horrible. Uh, ninth grade, uh, so now I'm having to start all over, you know, just meet new people again, you know, because I haven't been there in years. Uh, so this dude comes up to me uh, wanting to buy some, uh, he wanted to partake in some, uh, and some marijuana. Well, at the time, dude, I never even, I never messed with any of that stuff. Uh, it's just because I have longer hair or whatnot, you know. Uh, told dude, uh, don't have any, you know. So we go to the gym. Uh, I go into, you know, go back and get my stuff out of the locker room. The same guy approaches me, this time with two of his friends, asking me, you know, like, so you got any of that? You got any want to get rid of? I'm like, no, bro, cough, you know. Yeah. Uh, at this point, dude, I knew I'm about to get jumped. I knew I, was, I knew this was about to happen. So, again, I'm a smaller guy, so I stroke first. You know what I mean? To, you know, to get as much hits in as possible. Dude, it was like a big locker room brawl. Uh, anyway, 
get sent to the office again. This time I get sent to uh, uh, what's the uh, that school they send you to where like it's ran by cops and they you have to take your shoes off before you go in. They search you. It's just almost kind of like jail or whatever, you know, uh, this oh. or something like that. I forgot what it was called. It was alternative school. Yes, yeah, that's alternative school. Uh, yeah, that's where I got sent to. Uh, where they made me cut my hair, which I still kept it kind of long, but I just cut it just, you know, just to satisfy the needs of that place. And then at this point, dude, I'm like, uh, I, I did my time there, which is like three months. Go back to Tupelo school, and then it's just like, right when I get back there, dude, my first day back, dude, I get this thick ass book, dude. I was, I was bending over time my shoe or something. Some dude just comes by, smacks it across my head, dude. Uh, started bleeding from my ear. Mm. Uh, I had to go to the emergency room. Uh, at that point, dude, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just, and the teachers aren't doing, the teachers aren't doing anything by the way. No, like I'm telling you, man, they're punishing you for you getting your ass kicked at school. I don't want to say get my ass kicked. It was just more, I was getting jumped. Uh, (laughs) well, the one-on-one fights was like, no questions asked, man. But like, uh, but whenever everybody wants to get, like, that's the problem here, man. Like, these school fights, man, you never get these one-on-one fights, do you? You always get, like, everybody's, their, their buddies, their cousins and all that one just jump in and just, I don't get it. You know, it's whatever, man. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, whenever I had to go back and then, you know, just, there's a lot of abuse, dude. And then, finally, there was this, uh, I think it was a teacher or something, one that told, told my parents about this other program that uh, might be suited for me uh, where I could just, uh, it's like an advanced course to get my GED early. Uh, so, dude, by the, by, the age, by the time I was 15, uh, I was I completed school. I had my GED, uh, yes. and I could go. You know, I had the option to go to college and all that at that point. But, um, you know, I chose to. I just immediately started working and then uh, pursuing my my booking, my radio, and all this other. All this other stuff that I've done over the years, you know, that's where it all started, you know, like, but, you know, like, 15 years old, dude, leaving school and then already having your uh, diploma and all that, you know, it was, uh, I was glad to be done with it, though, but, uh, yeah. you know, but with the teachers uh, stepping up and all that, there was, uh, there's very, very, very few good teachers I've met, very few, man, there's only, like, probably a handful that I really care anything about now, but, uh, but, you know, most of the time, I just, the teachers were just as bad as the students were at times, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Today they've got this whole fucking anti-bullying shit. But back in the day, the bullies were the ones the teachers would sick on you and fucking recess and shit. Because that happened to me, too. The teachers would sick the football team and everybody else on you. Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, like, if you weren't, I don't know, man, if you just didn't believe the way they believed or if you didn't, uh, if you didn't worship uh, the way they worshipped or... Why not? You know what I mean? You're just, uh, you're going to be victimized with it, you know? Uh, and that's, and that's the way, that's, that's why man, I like, man, I would never, ever put my kids or anything like that into, uh, into a two plus school or anything like that. I would, I would not recommend that place for anybody just because of the <laughs> Yeah. It's just so much hate, man. It's just it's a lot of hate there. But, uh, man, what I talk about like hate in Mississippi though, man, like, uh, you know, it's just this, the schools are horrible, dude. But even the cops around here, dude. Why do the cops even suck around here, dude? Like, uh, yeah. You know, like I've got a. Uh, you know, you get pulled over. Like, 
I was driving through Shannon, Mississippi one day, one night, freaking dog runs out in front of me. I'm not going to hit a dog, dude. So I'm, I kind of swerved to avoid hitting the dog. Blue lights come on immediately. Next thing I know, there's like a gun pointing right at my face. Oh, wow. Over and that? <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, bro. Like, I have my hands on. I'm like, whoa, what's going on, man? And he's like, wait, the cop's like, why the fuck you swerving? And I told him there was a dog. And he's like, I didn't see no dog. Get out of the car. He put the handcuffs on me, had me leaned over. What's, where's the weed at? I'm like, my God, why does everybody think I have weed, man? Like, Well, it was because you had long hair. Because yeah, they used to do the same thing to me uh, in Boonville, Mississippi. I used to get pulled over uh, once a week for running red lights that didn't exist. And uh, then I sued them, and that shit stopped. And now you can just pull your phone out, dude, and you have, you can turn your phone against them. Now I do like... Honestly, yeah, that's that's it's about fucking time. I am really glad that that's uh, something we have the ability to do now, because... These fuckers have got away with so much shit for so fucking long. Way yeah. too fucking long. A buddy of mine, he got pulled over. Uh, I guess he mooned... Dude, we were kids this time, dude. He, he got pulled <laughs> over. He was like 15 or 16. He mooned someone. The guy got mad. and like this, It was like this 30-something-year-old man just chased him down, called the cops. The cops came, and they searched my friend. And he had like $200 bills in his wallet. The cop took his wallet, searched everything. When he got his wallet back, the, the $200 bills were missing. Of course they were. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, dude, like, it's just horrible, man. Like, it's just, but now you know what I mean. Like, cop wants to search you. Uh, no. Yeah. There's no. Uh-uh. Nope. 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 Yeah. Never consent to a search because they will always find crack in your fucking car, and it doesn't matter if you if you've never seen crack before and you wonder what it looks like. Consent to a search; they'll find some. They I always seem. Like. I re- I don't either, to be honest with you. The only way I know, only thing I know about drugs is I kind of know what meth looks like. I think from Breaking Bad, but I hear that it doesn't really look like that in real life. So it's got to be. Fucking... Well, uh, because Walter White he made the purest stuff, so his was blue. You know what I mean? And uh, well, when okay. you make it really as pure as he does, it's going to be blue. I don't learn this from Breaking Bad. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what the other stuff looks like, but I know his was blue. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well guys uh that's pretty much uh that's pretty much our uh our uh show for the day for the week uh what you think we're gonna talk about next week i haven't got really any plans uh you know what the way i just figure out what to talk about i've got this like thick ass hard drive that has like my whole life on it apparently you know uh like nice, i've got tons of stuff so what i like to do i just like to go through my Oh shit! I forgot about this. This would be a good thing to talk about, you know. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, but you know, there's like a what we touched on here. You know what I mean, dude? That's not even like half of the 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 shit that happens in Tupelo. You know what I mean? But it's just like it's just kind of like a gist of how happy it is around here. You know what I mean? Or how judgmental yeah. it is. You know? Uh, I mean, hell, we can go into a whole episode of how fucking racist <laughs> this uh, this town is. You know what I mean? But I'm just, you know, but it was just a. Uh, there's it, some Tupelo. It, it has its negatives. It really does, but it also has, at the same time, uh, there's a certain charm to Tupelo that really nowhere else in Mississippi has, and it may be because I didn't live there. I only visited, but 
I always, when I was in Mississippi, I preferred Tupelo over anywhere. And I get maybe it's because there's just more shit to do in Tupelo. But I would have rather been in Tupelo than fucking Corinth, for example. Well, Tupelo definitely had more, uh, I mean, it's still a small town, you know, compared to like, I say, New like York. Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's small compared to Even Memphis. Memphis, yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, but Tupelo, that was the only place that you would have any kind of like music venue. You would have, uh, I guess some more of a major change. You have have you have a mall, but at the same time though, man, like it's just uh, Tupelo is just uh, I don't know, man. It's just very uh, it's very dirty, you know. What I mean, as far as like with the cops go, and yeah. It's just it's the most judgmental place, and the most judgmental place that you could possibly go to, man. Like, I mean, you don't really see rock concerts at Tupelo or anything anymore because these people still believe it's the devil. Well, Lucifer is still corrupting our children these days, man. Yeah, but they'll go to the rap show that Max Victory puts on. Now, he does, he does, uh, uh, what's the thing where the girls wear the t-shirts, wear white t-shirts, uh, the bubble parties now. Oh, I have no clue, dude. I don't, I haven't kept up with, I don't keep up with any of that stuff. Like, <laughs> dude, like anything that goes on too blow, like, like, I don't even keep up with anything. Like, if it, unless it affects me directly, you know, like. These people can do what they want, man. Like I don't, I don't keep up oh, with yeah. anything. Like, like you know, like I, I did my, I did, I did do shows at Tupelo for a while, but you know, we we can do an episode about that. That'll be a good one. Yeah, but yeah, I think next well. week, I think next week we should do a, uh, uh, Marky Ramon and St. Patrick's Day because this is a, we can start a new trilogy there. Yeah, the the Minerva trilogy. Yeah, let's start that one. Okay, well, that's what we'll do next week. We're going to tell the story of Marky Ramon and the St. Patty's Day show. So uh, be sure to tune in for that right here on the Guns of Radio feed, the new home of band. Be sure to check all the links in the description where you can find access to uh, get you that T-shirt that we're trying to push. Has anybody bought that T-shirt yet? Are we selling really, are they selling really good? Uh, I'll have to check uh, a few. I want one, but I can't get it in 3X on that site. we gotta, we got to figure that part out. We'll have to talk about that. <laughs> but thank you for liking and uh, sharing the podcast. Don't forget to rate the podcast. That's also big. Anything you do like that always helps us out in spreading the word and getting more listeners. And uh, be sure to come back next Wednesday for an all-new episode of Band. Be sure to hang out and listen to the feed on Saturday. For an all-new episode of Shotcast Saturday with a summer slash continues and all the great shit that we post on here. It's going to be awesome. You're going to love it. And, and remember, smoke them if you got them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on that note, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Richard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see you next week, everybody.